a tradition that we've been able to do for the last several years here. There are times that we had to do that indoors, but I still like that because we know the sun still rose even though it was gray, and sometimes that's really a metaphor for life. And one of the things I like to share is that, you know, here in, in this part of the world, Easter comes at spring, and what a great reminder of, of the storm at season that is, is, you know, past, and now all that stuff that never really died, it just kind of went away for a moment, is springing to life, and the grass is greening up, and the trees are budding, you know, we saw the sun come up, and we heard the birds chirping, and what just a great reminder of new life. I will... Tell you that we, if, and we'd like to invite you to get our weekly newsletter. It's a simple email. It comes at 10 a.m. on Monday. You'll almost always never get anything else um, unless there's something to announce, like bad weather or a special event. But that's the best way for us to keep in touch with you, to let you know when some things are happening around here. We've got a, a 40th anniversary postponed because of the pandemic, but so it'll be a 43rd birthday we're going to be celebrating here very soon. We have a lot of events this summer on the lawn and movie nights and things like that. And the best way to find out about that is if you just let someone know your email address. We promise not to, to bother you too much, but want to stay in touch with you. And we are here every Sunday, even if you're just a weekender or visiting family, you are always welcome Golden Beach Community Church. The messages are also available online. We have our own podcast, and, and you're welcome to, to see those as well. But I call this Easter's message the hero we all need, right? Maybe you've, you've witnessed a rescue on TV or seen something in, in person. You, you, know, you saw someone doing something heroic because they selflessly came to the aid of another person. And I'm not just talking about like running into a burning building, certainly that's heroic, or, or diving into frigid water, certainly that is heroic. But I'm also talking about something as simple as befriending someone who's, who's desperately lonely, talking to someone who's at the end of their rope, worried and scared, setting aside themselves for just a few moments in favor of the needs of someone else. These are heroes as well. And we rightfully call them heroes. And, but we've seen in movies and read about them in books, the epicure, right? The, the ones of noble birth, perfect physique, and maybe a touch of some supernatural gifts, right? The, the movie actors, the Hercules. See, we, mythology and, and fiction are, are loaded with these characters. And we're entertained by them. And we even aspire to be like them and to some degree. But they aren't real. And at the other end of the spectrum, we have our antiheroes, right? They may not be villainers, villains per se, but... But there's some scoundrels that end up doing some good things, and we love those stories as well. Han Solo. I love when I throw a Star Wars reference in just to annoy the lady in the front row. <laughs> I had a whole thing about Star Wars. I took it out of the message this morning. <laughs> um, and we have our every man, everyday hero, right? Ordinary people that do extraordinary things. And they may not have superhuman powers or incredible abilities, but but they're able to overcome obstacles through their determination, resourcefulness, and ordinary human strengths. We see this in everything from some of the health issues they face or a job or financial or just some, something else that may be holding them back. And we're drawn to these stories because they inspire us. We see the strength of human character. And akin to our ordinary heroes are the reluctant ones. These are my favorite because that's probably the category that I might fall in, right? History in the Bible is also loaded with these people who are thrust into a position of heroism, often against their will or initial desires, right? Moses, Jonah, Gideon, so many people. It's like, no, you got the, you got the wrong guy, Lord. 
Whether fictitious or factual, prideful or reluctant, our heroes protect others. They save others. They help others. They act against danger. They act against injustice. They act when others cannot or do not. And above all else, they act on behalf of those in need. And the world needs more heroes. Again, not just the dramatic rescues, but the quiet ones as well. And history has a way of raising up and pointing out true heroes. During periods of war, there are men and women honored for their valor. In times of crisis, ordinary people step up and do as what is needed for the good of others. In the past three years have thrust the everyday heroism of medical professionals, first responders, educators, and many others into the light as the entire world faced a global pandemic. In times of an evident crisis, it's easy to identify the hero we need by, by our problem and what that is and how they can rescue us, right? I'm having this problem. That person can help me. That's easy to recognize. But there's someone that did something so heroic, so selfless and personally sacrificial that it didn't just avoid a catastrophe, bring aid to a single person, or, or even save, save hundreds of lives, the hero that we all need performed his deed in a unique and perpetual way that truly saved us all once and for all, even though it goes unrecognized at times. You know, today we're constantly bombarded with images of people who are supposed to be heroes. But often these people let us down. Think of the fall from grace of, of scores of people from athletes to actors to even, even clergy, right? We hold these people up on this pedestal because we think that they are good and smart and, and someone we look up to and heroic and whatever they may be good at, and we're disappointed by their humanity. So who can we look up to with trust as a source of hope in our time of need? There's one hero that we can always count on, and that is Jesus. In a world that is constantly changing, who can we look to to rescue from all the things we struggle with, even as they evolve? There's only one hero that knows what troubles us, and more importantly, what it takes to save us, and that is Jesus. The Bible reveals Jesus as a hero that the world has always needed. In the Old Testament, there are numerous prophecies about the coming of the Messiah, the one who would save. And Jesus filled all of these prophecies. He was born in Bethlehem, as foretold in Micah. He lived a life without sin, as prophesied by Isaiah. His death and resurrection were also predicted in the Old Testament, as in Psalm, who said, You will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful one see decay. You know, one of the attributes of Jesus that makes him our trusted hero is his faithfulness. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. He doesn't change. His story doesn't change. His lesson doesn't change. His expectation doesn't change. You can always count on Jesus to be there for you no matter what. Even when you are unfaithful, he remains faithful to you. 2 Timothy 2.13 says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Another attribute of Jesus that makes him our hero is his deep and abiding compassion. In Matthew 9.36, it says, when he saw the crowds, he came upon this crowd and he had compassion for them. Why? He says, because they were harassed and helpless. It says, they look like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus cares deeply for you, and he knows the struggles that you face. He wants to be your shepherd, the shepherd that stays and leads and guides his flock. Hebrews 4.15 reminds us that we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. 
Finally, Jesus is a powerful hero. Philippians 3.21 promises that he will transform your lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even subject all things to himself. You see, Jesus has power over everything, including sin and death. See, Apostle Paul writes to Ephesians 1, 19 through 20. It says, God raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. It says, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. So we have this mighty hero, but how does he meet your need for hero? First, he rescues you from sin. We know this verse from Romans 6, 23, right? For the wages of sin is death. That is the cost of the choices we make, the bad choices we make. But it says, that, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Likewise, Colossians 1.13 says, Jesus has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Jesus rescues us from our sins. Second, Jesus provides salvation and an eternal life. We know John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And so often we stop reading there. But if we continue reading, verse 17 says, for God did not send his son in the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Finally, this is where it gets really cool. Jesus empowers us to live a heroic life. Again, Philippians 4, 13, we know this. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. How many people have that as a mantra, right? I can do all things to him who gives me strength. 2 Timothy 1, 7 promises that God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of, but of power and love and self-control, right? It's, you take courage. He doesn't say be courageous, just take courage. I've given it to you. Just put it on like you would a coat and be bold and be courageous. I go with you with all my strength. See, you need Jesus as your hero because he offers hope and a way of dark, out of darkness and all that we all find ourselves in at times, and we do, we do. In a world that is often filled with worry, pain, and suffering, Jesus offers comfort and peace. He is the one who understands your struggles and has the power to overcome them. And as you continue to trust him and rely on him and his strength, you can become heroes in your own right, fighting against the darkness and shining the light of his love to those around you. Now, I know maybe you don't know this person I'm talking about. Maybe you don't know them the way you want to or should. And if that's the case, I'm honored to have this opportunity to introduce them to you for a moment. You see, Jesus Christ has transformed my life and the lives of countless others. Jesus Christ is not just a historical figure or a religious leader, but the Son of God who came to earth to offer us a new way of living and to save us from our sins. In the Bible, we read that Jesus was born over 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem to a humble family. He grew up in Nazareth, and at the age of 30, he began his ministry. He traveled throughout the region, teaching people about the kingdom of God, performing miracles, and healing the sick. But Jesus was not just a good teacher, a wise man. He's a son of God, equal to God the Father. And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He's your advocate. He's the one that, that when you get in front of the, the judgment seat, he says, I knew them and they knew me we had a relationship they're good let them in Jesus' teachings and actions showed that he was not just a man but god in human form but the most significant event in jesus life was his death and resurrection 
like the heroic rescuer that, that charges into the build, burning building, Jesus willingly went to the cross to pay the penalty for our sins. He died in our place, taking the punishment that we deserve. And here's the best news. Three days later, Jesus rose from the dead, defeated death, overcame our sins, and offering us the gift of eternal life. We died with him, and we arose with him. Through faith in Christ, you can receive forgiveness for your sins and be reconciled to God. And that is what is offered. That is what is promised. You can accept his gracious offer and have a personal relationship with him. And he can transform your life from the inside out. Jesus offers hope and peace and purpose. And the world simply cannot give these to you the way that he can. He can rescue your life no matter how far down a path you think you are. Jesus absolutely is the hero that we all need. And as we gather together to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we are reminded of the amazing sacrifice made for us on the cross. The Easter season is a time of reflection, of gratitude, and a time of joy. When we think of heroes, we often think of those who possess superhuman abilities, who can leap tall buildings in a single bound or stop a speeding bullet. But, but Jesus Christ, as the Son of God, is the greatest hero of all times because he has the power to do something far more amazing than any human could ever do or even imagine. He has the power to save you from death and sin. Jesus came to earth to save us from our sins. He did not come as a conqueror with armies at his back, but as a humble servant. He came to show us the way to eternal life and to make it possible for us to be reconciled with God. He did this by living a perfect life, by willingly going to the cross to take on our sins and by rising from the dead on that third day. Jesus' humility and, and selflessness are truly heroic. He did not come to earth to be served, but to serve. And he demonstrated this throughout his life. He healed the sick, he fed the hungry, he showed compassion to those who were outcast by society. He gave his life on the cross, sacrificed himself so that we could have eternal life. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 4 says, For what I received, I pass on to you as the first importance. And that's this that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Jesus' death and resurrection are the cornerstones of our faith. Without the sacrifice he made on the cross, we would still be lost in our sins. You know, the importance of Christmas would be lost if it weren't for the gift of Easter. But because of his love for us, he willingly took on our punishment so that we could be forgiven. And because he rose from the dead, we can have hope in the promise of eternal life. 1 Peter 1, 3-4 reads, Praise be to the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. Jesus is the hero we need because he gives us hope. In a world that can often seem dark and hopeless, in my hero voice, I kind of hear my, in a world, so dark. in a world that seemed dark and hopeless, Jesus is the light that shines in the darkness. His love, or you get it? <laughs> Good. I got that on tape. They laughed. <clears throat> I'll try it. Jesus is the hero we need because he gives us hope in a world that can often seem dark and hopeless. Jesus is the light that shines in the darkness. His love for us is unconditional and he offers us the hope of eternal life. 
Jesus' own promise, his own words from John 8, 12. It says, Jesus spoke again to the people. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I hope that brings you peace like it does me. You see, Jesus is the hero need because he brings light to our lives. When we follow him, we no longer have to stumble in the darkness of sin and despair. He gives us direction and purpose and meaning. He shows us the way to live a life that is pleasing to God, and he helps us overcome the challenges and struggles we face in this world. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, Jesus invites, he says, come to me. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. My, one of my number one prayers is for people's rest and peace, right? What do we say? I'm tired, I'm worried, I'm stressed. I mean, actually what we say is I'm fine, but aren't we tired and worried and stressed? She says, come to me and I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He says, don't leave your problems at the door. He says, bring them right to me. I'm gonna trade you. Take on my stuff. It is light. And when you're yoked to someone or something, you move step and step with them. You are side by side and you can't think of a better place to be than side by side to your savior. Jesus is the hero in need because he offers us rest in a world that can often seem chaotic and overwhelming. Jesus offers us the peace and rest that our souls desperately need. He invites us to come to him, to lay down our burdens and to find rest in his loving arms. Friends, as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, let us remember that he is the hero we need. He came to earth to save us from our sins, to show us the way to eternal life, to bring light to our lives and offer us rest. Let us follow him. Let us trust in him and let us live our lives in a way that brings honor and glory to him. Revelations 22, 20 through 21 says, he who testifies these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen, come Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. Would you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, there's a lot of people in this world that we're excited by, that we look up to. As we see the great things done on the playing field, the performances on screen and on stage, as we see just all kinds of stuff that we aspire to and get enthused by. But we know when it comes to things that really matter, there is one hero, there is one person to look up to above all, and that is Jesus Christ, who did the most heroic thing, a thing that blows our mind that we could possibly imagine that he would take all of the junk of my life, everything I've done, everything I'm, I'm ever gonna do, and he took it and he, and he nailed it to the cross and he buried it. Your promise says, as far as the east is from the west, we are removed from those sins. It says, you will for remember them no more. Now that's not a sign of your weakness to forget. It is absolute strength and power that you can choose to forget because Lord, we can't, we have never been able to master that forgive and forget but we certainly celebrate that you have. Heavenly Father, we, we come to you now and we say we're sorry for the things that, that took him to the cross, but we are so thankful that we had that option. Lord, we just love you for who you are and how much you care for us. We know that you'll never stop wanting that relationship with us, and we know that heaven is heaven because you're there and you want us to be there just as much, if not more, than we want to be there with you.
So Lord, would you move on our hearts this day? Will we, can we be changed for what we've heard? And, and really above all, just accept ourselves as your children, that you love and forgive us. And so we can see ourselves the way that you see us as valued. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. If you had a chance to listen to the, the messages this past week on the podcast, in a, a Monday, Thursday, I talked pretty extensively about the events of that Last Supper. And then again on, on Good Friday, went into detail the crucifixion. But there are so many events that happened on that, that Thursday night, the, the Last Supper. These conversations Jesus had with the disciples, everything from he knew that he was going to be betrayed and how he handled that. And, and he said, I'm, I'm leaving you soon. I'm going away. And, and they just wanted to go with him. He said, not yet. I need to go and prepare a place. And we know now what that means. We know now what he did. We know now what it means to us. But he still gave us a commandment. He said, as he took that bread and he broke it, he said, this is my body broken for you. And he prayed and he gave thanks to the Father. And I always pause and I, I think, how much more do we, if the Son of God needs to stop and say thank you and pray, how much more do we? And he gave thanks and then he poured the wine and he said, this is the blood, the blood of the new covenant. He says, I didn't come to abolish the old covenant. Right? We still know what we're called to do and believe and the thou shalts and the thou shalts not. He goes, but I came to fulfill it and offer a new covenant between my Father and you. That says, if we will just come and, and offer repentance, we will just say we're sorry, then he will. Do you see the questions on our side? If we, then he. The choice is ours. The promise awaits us. He says, every time you gather, do this in remembrance of me. And when we gather, we celebrate the communion. And we believe that Jesus invited all to come to that table. And like I said, lay your stuff down. Leave change for what you've experienced. Let's pray. Heavenly Fathers, we pause on this most holy days, commemorating the Jesus being rose from the dead, and we know that the ministry was just getting started. So many commandments and so many instructions and so many wonderful things came after this in the Bible. And we are just an extension of that ministry in the world. We aren't just receiving it, but we're also sharing with others. But we need to start with us. We need to be right with you. We need to see ourselves the way you see us. And sometimes that means a little bit of a reckoning. We need a little bit of an accountability that maybe we aren't quite who you think we should be. But you know, sometimes we're harder on ourselves than you want us to be. But you look at us and you say, don't be so hard on yourself. I love you. I care for you. I made you that way. I understand what's going on in your life. Would you just rely on me? So this is our opportunity to do that. Heavenly Father, would you bless us in these elements that we take in this morning? In your son's name.